Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. So we pray this at Mass. And we pray this right before we are to receive the Lamb of God. The body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Why? Why do we pray this? I want to come to that, but first, where? Where is this from in the Scriptures? Because we know that everything that we do, everything we pray, every gesture, every ritual, it all comes from the Scriptures. And that's the case with the Lamb of God prayer. We just heard it in today's Gospel from chapter 1 of John's Gospel. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry, John the Baptist sees Jesus coming towards him and he says, there, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, that's where it's from. But why does John say this? And why do we pray this? Let me tell you a story. So, it's a boy, a little boy, and he makes a model boat. It's a lot of intricate, detailed work. It takes him a long time to make it. And when it's made, he wonders, I wonder if it will float. So there's a river in the backyard of his house, and goes back out to the river, and he sets the boat down in the river. And indeed, it does float. But there's a current, and the current takes the river, takes the boat away from him. So the boy begins to run along the banks of the river to try to catch his beautiful boat. But the current is swift, and it sweeps away his little boat. The boy is heartbroken because he knows how much time he's put in to making this boat and how much more time it's going to take for him to make another boat. Meanwhile, that boat, as it's going down the river, eventually it comes upon a man who's along the same banks and he is fishing. He sees this boat and in fact, this boat comes right up to him and he's able to pull the boat out of the water. He sees that this is a beautiful boat and in fact it's worth some money. So he takes it to a store in town and he asks the shop owner, would you like to buy this boat? And the guy says, yes, I can make some money with this. So the shop owner buys the boat and he puts it in his storefront window. A couple days later, the little boy is with his father and his mother, and they're walking through the town, and he sees his little boat in the storefront window. And he goes in, and he tells the whole story to the shop owner, but the shop owner doesn't believe that this belongs to the little boy. And he says, the only way that you're going to get this boat is if you buy it from me. 
That's what the little boy does. He takes all of his savings and he buys back the boat. And he holds the boat in his hand and he says, little boat, you're twice mine. I created you and I bought you back. That's our God. That's God who created us and then bought us back again. We are twice His. And John the Baptist knows this better than most because he is a son of a priest, Zechariah. And he grew up seeing what a priest does, both back then, Jewish priesthood, and today, Catholic priesthood. He's aware that one of the main functions of a priest is to buy back the souls of the people that he serves by sacrificing a lamb of God. John grew up going to work with his father in the temple and seeing his father sacrifice lambs of God. Why? Why did priests sacrifice little innocent lambs? Because God told Israel to do this. And God created a priesthood for this. Now, we know that the little lamb, innocent, unblemished, an animal, cannot actually take away human sin. What God was doing was preparing his people over the course of generations and centuries for one who would come along who is not an animal, but who is innocent and is able to take the guilt, the sin of the guilty ones, and is all-powerful and eternal and who can therefore become the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And that person is the Son of God. God, through His people Israel, was preparing all the world and all of time for the Lamb of God. John the Baptist, growing up, seeing his father sacrifice these lambs for the sins of the people, when he saw, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus come to him, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he cries out, Behold, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John knew what this meant. We need to know what this means. You see, God loves us so much that he created us. He thought each one of you into being. Long before you were created in time and space, you were in the mind of God, and he was just waiting 
for the fullness of time, your time, to bring you into being. You have been in his mind for all of eternity. And he's unending, without beginning, without end. He's always had you in his mind. This is how much he loves you, that he has held on to the thought of your existence and waited in the fullness of time to bring you into being in an act of love. That's how much he loves you. But then here's the thing. We don't love him the way that he loves us. And we know this. Any of us who are honest, you, me, us, we often live our lives where we love other things before him, instead of him, despite him. We love other things in place of him, or even more than him, when you consider the time that we spend with these other things. Our addictions, our attachments, our pursuit of entertainment, of pleasure, of people, of things, of activity, of works, of accumulation, of possessions, and so on and so forth. We do not love God the way that He loves us. And that's called sin. And so we drift away from Him. The current of our, of our culture sweeps us away further and further away from it. And God could at that moment just kind of wiped his hands of us and let us go down the river away from him. Away from him who is our life. Now, if he had done that, then what would have happened to humanity? More importantly, or just as important for you, is what would have happened to you? If after creating you in love, he allowed your sins, my sins, to sweep us away from him. And he didn't, in fact. Remember that he loves us so much that he created us, and even though we've allowed sin to sweep us away from God, in our day-to-day -day living, and across our lives, He came to buy us back. That's redemption. What redemption means is ransom. We're the captive. We're captive to our sins. And God knows that. And as a captive, we are not able to pay our own ransom. The ransom for our sins is death, not just physical death, but eternal death. Eternally being swept away from him and kept away from him because of our choices and sin in this life and for all of eternity being away from his life. That is unending death. And he knew this. And he knew that each one of us are guilty so we can't pay our own ransom. It would take one who is innocent, who's willing to take on the guilt, the consequences of our sins, 
who's all-powerful and actually capable of doing that rather than thinking it's a nice idea. And one who is eternal. Who could have done it then and now, long before he existed, and long after he was in this world. And so, God sent what was most precious to him. He sent his son. You see, when he told Israel to sacrifice a lamb, an unblemished lamb, Israel had to keep that unblemished lamb unblemished. It couldn't be spotted, it couldn't have broken bones, it had to wrap it like Jesus in swaddling clothes. Until the day that they could present it for the atonement of their sins. The lamb was precious to them. It was a high commodity. So God was preparing his people so that when he sends the one who is most precious to him in all of the universe and all of time, his son, and has the power to be able to buy us back. Worth more than all the money in the world at that time and worth more than all the money for all time combined. That's what he spent when he bought you back, when he ransomed you, when he redeemed you with the blood of his son, the Lamb of God. And so, you are twice his. He created you, and he bought you back at the highest price. So here's what we're going to do. That's the why. That's the where. Now in a few moments, we're going to pray that prayer right before we receive the Son of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, who takes your sins away in Holy Communion. So as you're praying this prayer in his name three times, in his presence, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, remember this. Any of you, any of us, who have ever doubted your worth, who have ever doubted the meaning of your life, who've ever doubted your own value, or have ever doubted God's love for you, or wondered how much He loves you. Remember that as you're praying this prayer off the lips of John the Baptist. So that when you receive Him in Holy Eucharist, you might remember also that you're twice his. He loves you so much that he created you. And when sin swept you away, he bought you back.